This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. title of my sermon this morning or my message is three, these three set us free. These three set us free. Our scripture reading this morning is going to be from Colossians chapter 2 verses 13. Colossians chapter 2 verses 13. And if you're taking notes, the first of the three events that I'm going to share with you today, is called the cross. It's the cross. You say, well, I'm already familiar with the cross. Let me just share with you out of Colossians. Chapter 2, verses 13, or verse 13. When you were stuck in your old sin, dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive. Right along with Christ. So think of it. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. And I like how it's, it's written here. It says, that old arrest warrant is counseled and nailed to the cross. Amen. That's the beauty of the cross. For wherever you were in life... With your sins, you say, well, Pastor, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, but the sins of my past have been nailed to that cross. And the reason it was nailed there is because somebody by the name of Jesus who loved me tremendously and you as well, he hung there and took all of that as we just saw in the video, even though it was without the, the beautiful voice of the man sharing it. We had to read the words, but it says, but he suffered and he went through anguish in order that you and I could be forgiven. I'm thankful for that this morning. I'm thankful that he loved me enough. Kelly was talking about during the offertory this morning about how much Jesus loves us. I'm going to tell you something. I've got to be real transparent here. I can't tell you that I could give my life for you. Come on now. I couldn't do that. Now, if you were my children or my, one of my five children, and, 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 and I say this all the time, especially to my children, I love my sons and my daughter, but I also love my self, but I love my son's wives, and they're like my daughters. I don't have daughter-in-laws. I have daughters. The guys, my sons that married those gals, they're not just a daughter-in-law. You see, I love them as my own because they're in the family. And that's how God loves you. He loves you because you're in the family. You're in the family if you have experienced this sin being forgiven in your life. So that's when I shared. I said I want to share three events that transforms our lives. This is the very first one that we need that has to take place in our life to transform us. 
Now, the, the three things or these three events I want to share this morning, that if you're looking to find fulfillment in your, in your life, if you're looking to find the answer to your destiny, you'll need these three. And if you'll accept these three events that I'm sharing with you this morning, you will find your fulfillment in life. I know I went through life for a long time. I never really found my fulfillment. I, I actually tried to live out my life based upon what somebody or different family members said I should do and be. One most miserable man. Yeah, I, I had family telling me, well, y'all, y'all need to do this. Well, oh, you're gifted and you're talented. You need to be in the music industry. I did. I tried that. And yes, to a great degree of it, uh, some of it was great. But a lot of it was pure miserable. Because I was trying to do it my way. Trying to use my gifts and talents based upon my concept. And what I had heard others say, this is how it should be done. This is the kind of music you should do. This is the life you should lead in your music industry. Are you following me this morning? But I did not find the fulfillment of that. I found fulfillment in it, in what I was doing. And I found my destiny when, number one, I recognized what the cross represents. What Jesus did for me. Number one, he removed my sins. He removed my sins. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles this morning, over to Ephesians Chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to read, now this is about six verses, but it's in the Message Bible, and and it, it may be just a little bit lengthy, but not tremendously lengthy, but I want you to hear what this has to say in regards to the cross. And I love it because it's written in my, my kind of language, it's written in a way that I understand it. I enjoy the King James Version, it's very poetic. And I, and, I, and I minister, most of you know that, that are here regularly on Sunday mornings, I minister a lot from the King, King James Version. But I want to read it to you this morning, how the message Bible. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which knows, doesn't know the first thing about living, you let it tell you how to live. I can relate with that. I tried to let the world tell me how I should live. I even had Christians that were family to me that thought they knew best for me try to explain to me and convince me this is how I should do it. But I got news for you this morning. Only God can give you your direction for your life. Man can't give it to you. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. Boy, that speaks of me. I did this. That's why I can stand here this morning and tell you this this is truth. Not just because it's the Bible, but I've had an opportunity to experience this for myself. We all did it, all of us using what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonderful, it's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with incredible love, he embraced us. I like to make this personal. He embraced me. 
He embraced me. He took our sin, dead lives, and made us alive in Christ. He did all of this on his own, with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Set us down right, in, right there next to Jesus. You say, well, I thought he's off over in heaven. The scripture says he has made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It don't get no better than that. Number two, if you're taking notes, the three events that will transform our life, that will show us what our purpose in life is and what our destiny in life is, if you'll take it to heart, number two is the grave or the tomb. The grave or the tomb. I'm going to ask Sonia if she would put up in the uh, King James Version on the screen, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Now let me explain that to you. You and I are flesh and blood. You cut me, I bleed. We're flesh and blood. Jesus became just like you and me. Flesh and blood. In other words, I like to use the analogy, he put his pants on just like I do, one leg at a time. But listen to what it says. Go back there with us, honey. Likewise, took part of the same, that through death, we're talking about the death on the cross, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Now, let me just, let me just go here for just a minute. So, oftentimes in our Christian life or our Christian walk, I hear people say, well, you know, I'm just having a bad day, Pastor. The devil's just a whooping up on me. And I wonder, have they ever read Hebrews 2.14? Because it just says there that he destroyed him who had the power of death. That is the, and it even said, it was the devil. What does the scripture say? He says, if you resist him, him, who's him? The devil. If you resist him, he will flee. You see, when Jesus went to the tomb, after he died on the cross, he was buried in the tomb. What happened was he went to hell. And he went down there and he didn't go down there to play twiddly winks with the enemy. He went there to take care of business. His business was that I am going to whoop that dude that has been causing mankind to live in sin and have problems and go through anxiety, to go through pressures of life they should not have to go through. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go whoop his butt. Oh, pastor, I can't believe you say that. Well, come on back some more Sundays. You'll hear some more. That's the problem today with society. We are not taking a stand and calling what it is and saying what it is. 
We're camouflaging. We're just letting things go by. I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus went to the belly of the earth, when he went to hell, what he did was he fought for me. He fought for you. What his fight was all about was you're not going to separate my people who I just hung on the cross for. You're not going to separate them from my presence, from my glory, from my victory. That's what he said. And that's what he did. So number three, if you're taking notes, the last one. I said I'd be quick this morning. The resurrection. And I love this one. The resurrection. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And look with me in verse 9. And I'm going to read 9, 10. And 11. God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life. He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. We could just stop right there and just shout amen on that. He said he will do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. What did he do? He raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus didn't just go to the grave, ladies and gentlemen, just or hang on the cross just for your sins. He didn't go to the grave just to defeat the enemy. He went and did all that he did and rose so you could be brought up, resurrected, and allow God to do for you exactly what he did for Jesus. He rose Jesus out of all the crap. Can I get a witness this morning? You say, well, raised him out of all the stink. All of what you want, honey. He raised him out of all the mess and set him on high. And he says, and he says right here, I'll do the same. He did the same for you and I. This is really cool to me. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus... Somebody take a big breath. Does that mean you're through, Pastor? Almost. You just took a breath. You know who gave you that breath? God himself. And the very one that raised Jesus from the dead raises you from the death of sin and puts that breath of life in you and allows you so when you do breathe, out of your mouth, you don't say, oh, it's just another day, brother. I don't know if I'm going to make it. No, I got life in me. Because every time I breathe, and every time I exhale, I'm breathing and exhaling the God who lives in me. He is my breath. He is the very essence. I love the scripture. I used to hear my grandmother quote it all the time. It's in him I live and I move and have my being. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to get done here. Your amens is keeping me going, so just keep it up. You are delivered from that dead life. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I'm so thankful that somebody loved me enough to carry me to church that I could get a first-hand experience of what Jesus has done for me. Somebody says, well, you know... And, I, and I'm told this sometimes, and I take it as a compliment. But they say, well, in, in the world, in the world that I'm, I'm in, because I'm, I'm, I'm in around contracting and, or construction and I'm painting and stuff like that, a lot of times they'll say, well, you're not like most of us guys. And I think, really? 
Why am I not like them? Because number one, I got my sins forgiven. He canceled the debt on. He took away my arrest warrant. It's like the judge. He's going, case dismissed. Charles Ronald Whistland Jr., you can go free. What a day that was for me. <laughs> and then to turn around for him. Not, if, he, if he just took my sins away, that would have been enough. But then when he went a step further and said, you know what? The dude that's been giving you all the problems called the devil, I'm going to wipe him out. Sting like a bee, float like a butterfly, whatever Ali used to say, Muhammad Ali. That's what he did. He went down and knocked him out. And he turned to me and he said, now that dude's out of your way. Why don't you just come and walk with me and live with me and get resurrected in me and experience my resurrection power. I am really wanting to try to finish this. With the spirit living in you, listen to that. With the spirit living in you, in your body, your body will be as alive as Christ. Mm, mm, mm. To think that I can be alive as Christ is. I'm more alive today because of the cross. I'm more alive today because of the tomb. But thank God it's an empty tomb. I'm more alive today because he rose again. And if he never did anything else for me in life, if he didn't bless me physically, and you know he did because the Bible says that he, went, that he took stripes upon our back, his back in order that you and I might be healed. That's just one of those benefits of the job. Yeah, you see, he's my employer. I got hired on by him. And he said, let me share with you one of my benefits. Healing of your body. Oh, you mean there's more benefits to his package? Well, yeah. He said, I'll bless your finances. Where does it say that? He said, I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless your going in. I'll bless your coming out. Well, how about that? Now, if you're looking for a job with the most Wonderful benefits. Get hooked up with Dr. Jesus. I'll guarantee you, you will not go wrong. You can have a body that's healed. You can be blessed in your finances. He will bless your life spiritually. What more could a man ask for other than a good-looking woman? And I got that. And, and, you know, I wasn't even looking when, I went, when, when he brought her to me. She found me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God has done so much. He has done so much. There was an old song that we used to sing. It just got in my spirit. And every time I think of this song, it, it excuse me for being emotional, but it moves me. Because he lives. I remember singing that as a kid in, in church. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know that I know that I know. Who holds my future? Life is worth the living just because he lives.
<laughs> can I say that one more time? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Oh, I would that all of mankind could experience the love and the joy and the peace that comes when you get your sins forgiven and you allow him to come into your heart and your life and make him the Lord of your life. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. If you're looking for the best happiness in the world, I shared with him last Sunday, I've lived in million-dollar homes. I've driven the most expensive cars in the country. I've stayed in some of the finest hotels. I've played in some of the biggest venues in the nation. But nothing, <laughs> nothing has done for me what Jesus did when he came into my heart. And I asked him to be the Lord of my life. Nothing compares. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I'm going to ask you today, and those of you watching on social media, can you truly say today you don't have no fear about tomorrow? You say, well, you know, our, our country is in, a, is in turmoil right now, and it's in a bad shape. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. What if, my, what if I lose my job? You know what I want to say? Because I know who holds my future. Life is worth the living <laughs> just because he lives. Well, you don't understand, Pastor Ron, I, I'm real concerned about my family. I'm real concerned about their relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, I used to be because all of mine aren't saved. But I turned that over to the big guy. I turned that over to him. And I can still say, and life is worth the living because he lives. If you want to turn your children's lives around, you get your life turned around. You get Jesus moving and living inside of you, your circumstances and your family will change. I'm an example of that, Kelly and I both. So I ask you, are you, are you in, in fear of tomorrow? Well, if you bring Jesus, ask Jesus into your heart and your life, you make him the Lord of your life, that can be eliminated. He's the eliminator. You're saying, well, Pastor Ron, I'm, I'm having issues with my family or I'm having issues with my marriage. He just ain't what I thought he was going to be. If you ask Kelly, am I everything that she ever thought I'd be, she's going to tell you, no, he's not. But when she quit trying to change me and she said, Lord, you come and change me, talking about her to see the life of Christ in her. I wanted what she had. It always comes down to you and me. It's not about the other people. Your enemy is not somebody else. I heard a man say one time, your enemy is enemy. My enemy is in me. I'm my worst enemy. Because if I don't look to him to handle all of my problems, if I look to him and make him the Lord of my life and let him handle my problems, you know what he'll do for you today? If you're looking for somebody, if you're a woman or a man and you're looking for a mate for somebody 
to you to, for you to marry. You get married to Jesus Christ, he'll give you the right one. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not really looking, but it's wonderful to share your life with somebody who loves Jesus as much as you do. What a tremendous feeling. If you're here this morning and you do not know this Jesus who died on the cross, was buried in the tomb, and rose again to bring you this life, you can do that this morning. I'm going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed. No looking around. Let's be respectful for everyone in the building today. I'm going to ask you this morning, if you have not received this Jesus, and I like to say it this way, this joy maker, (laughs) this peacemaker, this one who will bring a blessing abundantly upon your life, spiritually, physically, emotionally, if you do not know him and you have not received him and ask him to come into your heart, I'm going to ask you this morning with nobody looking, would you raise your hand? You'd like to have Jesus come into your heart. I see those hands. I see those hands. If you're here this morning and you would like to rededicate your heart to the Lord, perhaps maybe you're not really where you know you should be with Jesus. You have accepted him, but you're not giving him the first place of in your life. You're not really making him the Lord of your life. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray with you this morning. Amen. I see those hands. I see those hands. I want each and every one of you with your head continue to be bowed and your eyes closed. I want you to pray this prayer. And those of you in the audience, would you pray it with, with me as well? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I repent of everything that's against you in my life. Come and live in my heart. I make you the Lord. And my Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me this morning, you've just received Jesus as your personal Savior. We like to say around here, you're born again. And all of those benefits that I shared with you in this message this morning, they're yours now. They're yours. And if you've received Christ this morning as your personal Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and those of you watching on social media, we want you to make sure that you contact us. If you're here, and those of you that are here this morning that have raised your hand, we want you to make sure that you get with someone in our church here this morning. We'll have our altar workers up here when we dismiss. Please come to them and let them know that you prayed that prayer. We want to give you some information that's going to help you. Continue your walk in Jesus Christ. I want to say this morning, I'm so thankful for all of you that came today. You have blessed my heart. 
want to say a great big thank you to my special friends that drove up from Montgomery today. Joey and Christine Blake. I know they don't like to be called out. They're always behind the scenes kind of people, but he has a ministry. They, it's called Care Ministries. Brother Joey and I work together, my wife and I and our children, work with Brother Joey in prison ministry. We saw a lot of men and women inmates come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. What a blessing it has been to have Joey and Christine in our lives. God will bring people into your life that will benefit you. That you can draw strength from. And that's why you need, if you've asked Jesus into your heart this morning, and you've rededicated your heart this morning, you need to get around some good Christian brothers and sisters because they will encourage you. Hard times come, but good people will stand with you. And right here, Pastor Church, I can't think of a better church with some more, any better the good people than what we've got right here. They'll stand with you. They'll pray with you. They'll go the extra mile. Thank you this morning for coming. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to, when we dismiss today, to don't forget the altar workers will be up front. Those of you that raised your hand and received Christ this morning as your personal Savior, please make sure you come. I'll be here as well. I want to meet you this morning. I want to get, make sure that you get some literature that will help you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? As we dismiss, I'm going to, those of you that need to go, I know some of you are going to be staying and helping with the Easter egg hunt. But to those of you that do need to leave, those of you that have appointments, I'm going to ask you or pray over, the, pray over you and let you be dismissed. Let's bow our heads. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your presence that we have felt here today. Truly, you have been in our midst. Now, Father, I pray that you would watch over us and bless us and keep us and may the love of, may the grace of Jesus Christ and the love of the Father and the direction of the Holy Spirit be with us all throughout this week. We ask it in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And the congregation said, Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.